What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the program on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And you can follow our social pages on Twitter and Facebook for the latest updates. Uh, this week, we got a returning guest to the program, Evan Greasing. Uh, Evan's here to talk uh, some Red Sox prior to next week's trade deadline. And uh, Evan, great to have you. It's been a while. We were just saying that it's probably spring training the last time we spoke. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, Garrett. It's exciting to be back. You know, I remember we were talking about opening day right around the corner, what this team would look like. And now we're mm-hmm. a little over the halfway point halfway point of the season. So mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a fun four four about four months of the season mm-hmm. so far. Definitely some ups, definitely some downs. Um mm-hmm. but uh yeah excited to kind of like see how they're shaping up in front of in advance of the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah absolutely I think you know it's been kind of a strange year for this team. I think you know for most of the year kind of being a team that we kind of expected it seems like they're playing a little bit better as of late. Um, you know, I think being two, two and a half games back in the wild card chase. Um, and so it's kind of a, you know, critical time because trade deadlines here and, you know, they have to make a decision about whether they're going to be trying to compete or not. So it's just kind of, it's interesting. It's a lot of questions. There's no like clear direction, I think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I feel like, I feel like they're in a, about a spot that I'd expect them to be in, you know, it's so tough with the ALEs too. Like, you know, you have better teams in this league than you have mostly throughout the major league baseball too. I think the Red Sox are what, like definitely in the top 10 of best records in baseball, but like Mm -hmm. still tied for last in the division. Maybe they're a game ahead of the Yankees now given Mm -hmm. yesterday's games, but um, yeah, yeah, it's certainly, it's definitely uh, really, really interesting to think about like where they stand. I feel like, you know, I definitely was like listening to High and Bloom earlier in the week, and he was talking about how like they want to, they're likely going to be. I know we'll get into this more, but they're likely going to be buyers, but not at the expense of like their farm system or you know anyone that can help the team in the future. So like, I feel like you know, I think that maybe a little bit more active than last year's trade deadline. Like, but I think that it's kind of the recognition this this might not be their year to win the World Series but it might be their year to make a push in the playoffs and help the core get better for next year too. It's kind of what I'm not to spoil the whole show, but that's kind of where I'm thinking they're going to go this, this summer. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, kind of building for that future and not looking at like rental pieces as a team that is like a world series contender is looking yeah. to do to be like, we're trying to win the world series. I don't think that, you know, this Red Sox team is trying to do that. Like, I think they want to remain competitive, but I think it's not like, okay, we're going to do whatever we can to get, you know, an elite bat so we can win the World Series. It's more, okay, what pieces could we get that could be a part of our core, our team moving forward? That's the tough thing. Yeah, I mean, I think every Red Sox fan would want like a bat and a pitcher like Shohei Otani on your yeah. team, for example. Right. And I figured he'd come up and it's like, would I want him on the Red Sox? Oh my gosh. If they told me that they were trading for him, I would be so excited. Yeah. The fir- first one of the teams store trying to buy his Jersey. Um, but you know, it's a two month rental and, but like having a talent like that, that can change a ball club. They could be world series, you know, competitors if he was to come to the team, but at the price of giving up guys like Meyer 
and Bayo and yeah. Casas and like a bunch of your young prospects, is it worth it? Maybe not for two months. Maybe just try to push really hard in free agency. And obviously, you know, Otani is not the only player available too. So like, I'm sure we'll definitely think through like what other players maybe the Red Sox will take a look at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the moves that they did make uh, yesterday, sending uh, Kike Hernandez back to the Dodgers, a couple of uh, minor league relievers who are, who are going to be um, in triple A. So I think me personally, not surprised by the move. I think I was surprised that they got anything out of this trade. I think just considering the season that Kike had and just really was not good in any position they put him in. Um, but I think with like stories return imminent, getting a couple guys back in Reyes and Arroyo, it was like kind of had, you know, too many players, not enough roster spots. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. And like, I think it's tough to, See a guy like Kike goes. You remember what he did for us in the 2021 playoffs too, absolutely, and that dominant performance. But this year, it's been mm. it's been tough to watch at points, and like not and not just him too, but just like sometimes the way the whole defense will play on a play. I mean, we've yeah. seen it even recently. It's like you know, it's a not again, not that he's the one at fault there, but I think it was time. You know, they do have that log jam up the middle with Story and like you said, Reyes, Arroyo, Yu Chang, like all guys who up to this point in the season have performed better, and I think like. It probably also helped. I know the Red Sox sent over some money to the Dodgers as well. And those two AAA relievers, you know, they might not be the next Kenley Jansen or, yeah. you know, Chris Martin, but I think they're both posting pretty solid stats in AAA yeah. and like could eventually, you know, make it make a impact as like a sixth or seventh inning guy um, down the stretch. So I think it was a, a win for the team. Didn't solve all the Red Sox problems necessarily, but it helped kind of, you know, position them, continue to position the team to be better in the future. Yeah, I think, you know, clearly a move that they had to make. I mean, clearly this is better than, you know, designating him for assignment. Yeah. Because then at least you get something in return. Um, You know, I think happy for Kike, he can go back to the Dodgers, you know, organization that he knows well. Um, You know, yeah, I think really happy for what he did for, the team in 2021 but I think clearly maybe not put in the best position to succeed this season and you know clearly was not very consistent at the plate either so you know it's kind of just the the nature of the business but you know I think not a trade that's going to like send shockwaves through the team but you know it's something that kind of I think had had to be done at this point for sure no, interesting where they go from here. I think, like you said, you know, they had a they had a log jam and they took care of that, but there's more to do. So um any any players or any positions that you like have your eye on in terms of places they could upgrade? Yeah, I feel like really like if I think about places they could upgrade, I think we'd all think towards pitching. I mean, you look at mm-hmm. Like think down the lineup, like at catching, you know, you're probably not going to find a lot of upgrades there. It's like catchers, a, unless you're an Adley Rutschman or a JT Real Muto, like you're not going to, there's not a Salvador Perez, not going to get like a, a top tier catcher in this league. It's like, I don't think there'd be really an upgrade to the Wong and McGuire platoon once, 
you know, Maguire's healthy again. Um, Costas is tearing the cover off the ball. So like I, I am, they are good at first base. Um, you got Rafi, you have story coming back and then your outfield, you know, you could more than enough guys out there right now. So I feel like in terms of upgrading places, you know, I know we just talked about the log jam at second base and, and middle infield, but you know, I saw something about how the Marlins, you know, they just have so many trade chips. Like if a guy like jazz Chisholm becomes available, like would the Red Sox bite, you never know. But I think that mostly it's going to be in your pitching. So like whether it's a starter, like guys around like Lucas Giolito, uh, Gerard Montgomery, old friend Eduardo Rodriguez, yeah. or or more high tier guys like a Scherzer or a Verlander, if the Mets decide to sell, you know, you never know there. And then maybe, you know, they could look at some relief too, or look at some guys who maybe, you know, don't have a place in the rotation that could stretch out as relievers. But I do think it'll kind of be more in that pitching pitching realm probably unless there's like some utility man like a jose iglesias tony kemp like someone like that to kind of you know be another quick batting and strong defense but yeah what do you think well i think you know definitely looking at a starter uh someone that i read about today uh jack flaherty who pitches for the cardinals that was a name that i like hadn't even thought about of someone that could be available i mean the cardinals have had a rough season this year. So, you know, he's another person that you could add to that kind of pool of starters that they could bring in, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez would be great to see him back. Um, But I think really just getting another body in the pitching rotation is kind of what they need. And I think if all goes according to plan, you know, Sale will be back soon. You know, it seems like he's close to making a rehab start in Worcester. So, you know, I think realistically, you're looking at bringing in a you know, third or fourth starter, then Sale comes back, and it's like, okay, you're looking at rotation of, you know, Sale, Bayo, Paxton, you know, trade deadline guy, and Cutter Crawford. You know, Paxton obviously is a could be a big trade chip as well if the Red Sox feel like they can move him. Um, Adam Duvall is another guy that I'm kind of curious about because I think they do have a good amount of outfielders and I think with the way that Duran is playing you want to see him play almost every day um and so I feel like could they move Duvall um so Duran can play more uh Duran obviously has his you know issues against lefties and you know Ref Snyder's been really good against lefties so I'm kind of curious about what their thought is about Duvall. Cause I feel like, could he still be useful to the team? Absolutely. But I also think he could be helpful to another kind of world series contending team. Yeah. I know the Braves even expressed interest or were reported to have expressed interest in him. Mm-hmm. A reunion actually there, because he played for them previously. Um, yeah. I could totally see that with Duvall. I feel like I like him. I'd prefer him not to get traded, but yeah, I could true. definitely see them parting ways with him he's like yeah you have Massa in the outfield you have Duran you have Verdugo so it's like you know you don't really need now and you're obviously not going to trade any of those guys too now if they were <laughs> be more of a get more of a return certainly but um yeah I could see you know there were talks about like Mike Soroka like the former Braves ace who like got injured like mm-hmm. could he be available like that'd be an interesting project for Haim if he were to acquire a guy like that who does have potential but has been sideline for so long 
definitely not like in a Adam Duvall trade too, but I know like, you know, we know the A's are going to be probably selling everything this year. Mm. Um, and like they have Paul Blackburn who like, you know, still has a ERA north of five. So like, you know, not having the best year, but it was an all-star consistent pitcher um, could be like a long relief or something like that too. I know that's another guy that the Red Sox might have their eye on. So it's like, I don't think there's going to be anything monumental, but I yeah. think that definitely, you know, shaping up, figuring out, okay, maybe we just don't want to get a rental. Maybe we want someone with two to three years of control. Like right. you mentioned too, Eduardo Rodriguez also fits that bill. Still has three years left on his contract. So be interesting. Him coming back to the Red Sox, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, definitely starting pitching is where they're going to be looking. And then I think, you know, if they feel like, they could get a good offer for Duvall. Maybe they move him. Yeah. Maybe they choose to bring someone else in. You know, I think you mentioned Tony Kemp, and I think he's a guy that has a skill set that the Red Sox might be interested in because he's a left-handed hitting middle infielder, but he can also play in the outfield too. And I think that getting someone that can periodically spell, you know, Verdugo or Yoshida in the outfield in the corner spots in particular you know, might not be a bad idea to look at, especially if Oakland is looking just to offload a bunch of guys. Yep. That's a great point. I feel like a lot of it will come down to, too, how they do in the rest of this Braves and Giants series, too. Absolutely. Um, I feel like if they're, you know, I know they, they won on Tuesday night if they win Wednesday night against the Braves, and then they win, you know, the uh, weekend series against the Giants, you know, if this if this team is going five and zero through those tough teams, you know maybe they're they're more buyers. Maybe if maybe they have maybe they only one game back from a wild card. Maybe they're tied for a while. Like you just mm-hmm. you don't know. And the Rays are slumping now. They're only like I think Red Sox are what six and a half games out of the division or something. So it's like you just you don't know how things will look after this weekend mm-hmm. too. So I think like maybe the Red Sox will be more. Maybe we'll be talking about Shohei next week. Who knows? <laughs> but um, I feel like if the Red Sox do sell, I mean. If it doesn't go as well, I could see guys like Duvall. You mentioned Paxton. I bet if they were selling, he would he could get a pretty good trade value right now. Um, Turner, you know, another guy who's having a good season. Again, this is if they are in that full sell mode. Right. But even someone like Verdugo, you know, it's like you don't hear his name float around as much. But like he still hasn't been offered a long term extension. So mm-hmm. maybe that's another guy who the Red Sox try to sell high on. Yeah, yeah, I do think that this weekend series against the Giants very well could determine what they're doing. Um, I think, you know, we're recording this Wednesday night. Red Sox are in the middle of playing the Braves. You know, if they win both of these Atlanta games, two or three in San Francisco, then it might be like, okay, we're really going to try to do this thing. You know, if they lose a couple in a row, then maybe it's like, okay, let's kind of slow down a little bit, give our younger guys more of an opportunity opportunity to play you know Duran and Casas in particular are making the most of that they've been really fun to watch over the last couple of weeks and so I think you know either way it's going to be worth paying attention to the team at the end of the season whether they're making a playoff push or not you know whether they're looking to get some eyes on different guys in Worcester or the guys here yeah I mean you look at the 2021 team I feel like this team with with another trade chip, I feel like this team could have more talent than that team. I mean, mm-hmm. think about if they do pick up a pitcher like 
Verlander or a Scherzer. Let's just say they go, they don't go to the Shohei level, but they go kind of, you know, get get in front of the rotation starter. Then you're looking at it in a playoff series, assuming health, Bayo, Scherzer, uh, Sale. It's like just you, you throw that up there, mm-hmm. you instantly you instantly become competitive. And then if Casas keeps playing like he's playing, you your listeners are going to remember that I'm Red Sox optimist. So like I'm going to going to say that here is like, but this offense can when it, offenses go when it goes, and mm-hmm. you know if they if they get another pitcher they wouldn't be an easy club to bounce out of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely not. I think if they could, and you know, I've talked about, kind of talked about this on the regular program, but I agree. Like if they can sneak into the playoffs, they're kind of a pretty difficult out, I think, with Bayo and Paxton and some of the other guys that they have. They have the potential that they could win a, a short series. Um, and someone like Durant, who the way that he's been just an absolute terror on the base paths. You know, he's a guy that could absolutely wreck another team's postseason chances with, you know, his ability to pretty much just create offense by his ability to turn singles into doubles and, you know, just that aggressive base running. And like think think of playoff Nick Pavetta. He's been great in the long relief role too. Oh, like yeah. having him pitch a few innings out of the bullpen if needed during the games and yeah. Um, I don't know. And like, even like you mentioned, like Tony Kemp too, like that's speed, that's utility. Like I, I feel like they could shape up. And again, 2023, that might not be the year the duck boats are rolling down Boylston street, but maybe that, maybe they're setting themselves up for 2024 or 2025. You know, you have yeah. Meyer waiting in the wings to put story back at second base. You have right. S- Sedan Raffaella, um, who's hit six home runs in 19 games at Worcester. Right. He's not a power guy either, but he'll be really fun when he comes up. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm excited to see kind of like where they where they go and then kind of where this sets them up for the future. Yeah, I think, you know, depending on how the rest of the season goes, possibly we could see Rafaela up in Boston, maybe just to get some games in before the end of the season. I mean, I think in that scenario, it's probably would be if they're you know, out of it and not going to the playoffs, but just to get someone like that, some games under him, I think would do a lot of positive positives, you know, and then he can build off that this spring training. For sure. Yeah. Now thinking about it too, kind of in that vein, but also like thinking about what the rest of the season will look like. It's going to be a tough stretch in August. I think we have yes. Do- Dodgers and Astros and Dodgers and Astros, like in two, I think it's like something like that in two weeks, like we just play, Dodgers and Astros and like the Yankees, it's like, okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough stretch. I think it's like, and I'm sure the front office is looking at that too, of like, okay, here's how we would perform against this team with and without certain deals and everything. So I think it's important to, yeah, not only think about how we're gonna do this weekend, but with and without a trade acquisition, how we might do in the coming months. I think, yeah, I know we play like the Tigers and the Royals in August as well. It's so like not a wholly difficult month, but I think that definitely have some interesting games. It'll be fun when the Dodgers come to Fenway first time since the World Series in 2018. Yes. Yeah. I mean, looking looking down the rest of their schedule, it's the month of September is pretty daunting. I think just with all the division opponents that they're playing, but like, as you mentioned, series against Houston, series against the Dodgers. Um, but I do think, you know, you got 
a big series this weekend, but then also, you know, post-trade deadline, that series against Toronto, you know, could be really important because, you know, the Red Sox have done very well against Toronto this year, you know, and could that be a scenario that they overtake them for the wild card? You know, mm-hmm. who knows, but um, it'll be interesting to watch over the next, you know, couple of days and then into the deadline, you know, how they approach it and kind of what their thoughts are, are going to be. Yeah, I feel like um, the trade deadline is always a fun day. I feel like I'm always checking all day long, like what's happening around the league? Who got traded to here? I feel like this year some early things have happened, you know, with Kike. And today I think I saw that Lance Lynn's close to a trade to the Rays. So it's like there's stuff happening early. So maybe we'll see some big splash before uh, next week. So kind of going away from the Red Sox, what what are your thoughts about Otani? Do you think he gets traded? Well, I to, what do you mean go away from the Red Sox? Come in here. No. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he'll get traded. I think it would be silly for the Angels not to trade him at this point because yeah, he's going to walk in three months or four months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, might as well get some decent, great, actually, great value for him. Um, I think the Angels probably want to keep him out of the AL because they'll be facing him then for the next, well, yeah, he's a rental, so I guess well, not necessarily, but I feel like it'd be interesting if we went to like a place like the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the LA teams are rivals, so like I don't know if they'd make that trade, but anywho, it'd be, it'd be cool to see him in a place where he'd be in the postseason. I think that'd be a really neat dynamic to have him in there. What do you yeah, think? I definitely agree. I think whether it's a Dodgers or whoever, it just would be awesome to see him play in the playoffs. I think that's just kind of my own thing as a baseball fan, where it's like, I want to see him play somewhere where where we can get to see him play in the playoffs. Um, yeah. I think, you know, we touched on it, but I don't want the Red Sox doing anything with the Angels via trade. I just think, take your chances in the offseason to try to sign him to whatever amount of money but yeah not not worth trading for right now no pay i literally like that's a guy like there's no overpay in my mind for shohei like pay him whatever he wants in the offseason yes um i'd even be i would be pleasantly i don't know how to put this i wouldn't be mad if he got traded to the rays or orioles i think it would be cool i know they checked in on him like from a red sox standpoint i'd be like oh well (laughs) but i think that like It'd be cool as long as he doesn't resign with them because then that'd be bad because they'd be in our division for 10 years. Yes. But exactly. um but it would be if we agree this isn't like the Red Sox year to go all the way, it could be fun to see him like in teams we watch more often and like watch him thrive. The only team I don't want him to go to is the Yankees. I think we've talked about this before. But if yeah. he got traded to the Yankees, I'd be like, oh, I used to like you, but now <laughs> Yeah, not so I'm, much. I'm not sure if he goes to the Yankees, but you know, who knows, you know. Could be well, could be anything, but I do I do think that there's a high probability that whatever team he gets traded to, he does not re-sign with that team. I think it's purely just a rental for whatever that team is. And I think it's whatever team's desperate enough really wants to win and is, you know, in a position to win, but also obviously in a position to make a trade for him. For sure. Um if you're if you're high in bloom, what would you what would you offer to get him 
for two months if you <laughs> if you could. Uh, it probably starts with uh, all the guys you mentioned off the top. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bayo, uh, Mayor, uh, Tristan Casas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I like can't even. I can't even like fathom what that would look like from the Red Sox perspective. Yeah, I saw some article was like with Meyer being like a, a top five prospect in all baseball. They're like, just offer just Meyer for Otani straight up and see what the Angels do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I feel I feel like they could probably do better, and that's no disrespect to Meyer. I cannot wait to see the kid play, but I feel like they're probably going to have people like throw in all their top prospects at him and yeah. trying to. I feel like in a trade situation, you can definitely overpay and you can definitely help that club out way too much than it's actually needed. So, yeah, um, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, they're, yeah. it's going to be a fun trade deadline for sure. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm the Angels, I probably want like at least top two or three prospects. Maybe see if you can get like an MLB player as well. Um, but I do have a feeling this might just be a, a prospect trade where it's like, okay. We're just going to get your top five guys and that's it. You know, I do. I, I don't know how this would be realistic, but it would be awesome to see like a wild, like talent for talent trade. That's mm. superstar get traded for him. Juan Soto for. Juan Soto, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. Yep. I was like, that would be so crazy. That would be cool. It would actually really help both. I mean, I don't think the Padres are really going to contend this year, but like, oh. right. Um, But like, it would be interesting. I mean, certainly make the Angels like have an outfield of Soto and Trout. That'd be pretty cool to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, or as one analyst said on TV, maybe we could trade draft picks to get Otani, which you yeah, can't, there you which go. You can't do in baseball, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but it, it'll be interesting. I mean, hey, Nick York, Sedan Raffaella, and James Paxton, done. <laughs> I don't know if they'll do that, but maybe we can. We can. We can wishfully think. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it'll be fun to track and see where he goes. And um, I feel like this is always an exciting time of the year with yeah tread, tread deadline. And um, then you have NFL starting just around the corner. And, yeah. uh, you know, all the Celtics news, Jalen mm-hmm. Brown just signing. Not to, not to bring us into another topic of sports yeah. here, but just a, a fun time to be a sports fan. Yeah. Like a lot of news going around. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, trade deadline Tuesday, I think 6 o'clock. Um, Tuesday, August 1st. It's weird to me that it's not July 31st. That yep. does not sound right. <laughs> and six, it should be four. That's what I always remember. Yeah. It was always July 31st at four. Um, but okay, August 1st at six, we'll all be, we'll be following along, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember any like trade deadlines when you were younger about like players that the Red Sox got or didn't get? <laughs> Mostly just didn't get. I remember when I was a kid, I remember I would sit on my computer and like have, I like didn't have Twitter, like a Twitter account, mm-hmm. but I would have up like, I'd have a, like the MLB trade rumors.com. And then I'd have up like all of the sports writers, individual Twitter page on different tabs, like Buster Olney, uh, Ken Rosenthal, like all the guys just like <laughs> would refresh, 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 like all day. I was like, no one talked to me. Um, and I just remember so many years the Red Sox did nothing. Like they are just be like, okay, I guess yeah. it's over. And I had this anticipation all day. Um, but I do remember a couple, I think one year actually I went to Fenway the night of the trade deadline. And it mm. was the year we got Jason Bay. 
And, oh, sure. and I remember being so devastated that he wasn't going to play in that night's game, even though that would have been totally <laughs> unrealistic because he was probably in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely good, good memories of thinking through all that and definitely being in the hype as a kid. How about you? Yeah. Um, I do remember like multiple times being in the car, like coming back from vacation and like listening on the radio to be like, Oh, did the Red Sox do anything? I do remember a trade deadline. Maybe it was 2006, maybe. And the Yankees got Bobby Abreu and everyone yeah. on the radio was like mad. The Red Sox didn't get him. And it was like, well, what are they doing? Why didn't they get this guy? And That's... I don't think Bobby Abreu amounted to anything but the Yankees. No, but I, I forgot remember. he was even a Yankee. I just remember how angry people were on the radio. Yep. I still remember how people, again, sorry, switching sports, but how pe- angry people were when the Celtics trade KG and Paul Pierce to the Nets. I remember they thought the sky was falling. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then now we now look, got two of the yeah, best players yeah. in the league. But Maybe one of the most lopsided trades. <laughs> The history of the NBA or even sports. Yep. Yep. For yeah. sure. No, it'll be fun. We'll see if we see any more of those lopsided trades this year. But um it's cool then to kind of you know buckle in for the home stretch of baseball. And it's also fun, yeah, like the Sox are in contention, you know, a fun team to watch. So probably Absolutely. before and after the trade deadline, good nights to turn on the TV and see how they're doing. Yeah. All right. Um well Evan, great having you on the program again. Um you know, maybe we'll have you on some point uh, later this season. Fingers crossed, maybe a, a playoff preview. Uh, Sounds good to me. I'll be there. Sir. Be on as always. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. We will uh, talk to you next week, folks.